emotional aspects of a relationship. Right. You know, men are from Mars just, and yeah. women are from Venus, <laughs> so that's how that whole thing goes. But I think more and more there's people like you that show up that what I call the heart warriors, you know, where you're still a, you're a man's man, like... You can say that on the air. I will. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I'll say it, but then you, you, you're, you're comfortable Sensitive. going you know to what? like the guys of today. Dues to Dads is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man. How do we make sense of it all? Well, we probably won't be able to, but let's go ahead and have some fun trying. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Dudes to Dads. I'm Jason Kreidman. I am Alan Bush. And today, Alan, we have a very special guest. Special guest. Very. Actually, I'm going to add two varies. Okay. <laughs> a very, very special guest. Um, this is Miss Susie Walton. Yeah. And Susie, I met Susie... Wow. A couple years ago, Susie is the person who taught me all of the parenting classes so that I went to. Responsible for you. Pretty being much awesome. responsible for me being awesome. Well, <laughs> at least me thinking that I'm right. Awesome. She course. gave me a lot of confidence. Sure, sure. Um, so, Susie, hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. If this, if this dude's a dad, am I, am I a dudette? Actually, you are the first female <laughs> I'm a to grace yeah. the presence right. of the microphone. I am so. honored. That's awesome. And, and, and kind of on purpose, because I think Susie was very instrumental in um, when I took the classes the first time. You know, it was sort of with my wife. We took these classes and I really felt like there was something more to it than just me yeah. kind of going through the classes. I, right. I And that's when I went through the instructor program to help teach her classes oh, and oh, no do kidding. that. And so while that's I haven't cool. necessarily been in, become, quote, an instructor of the class, I'm now doing this and yeah. the meet up and everything else. And so and sure. it's, it's just been absolutely instrumental for me. So and we're going to talk about the classes and sort of what they are and how it all evolves. So I want to first sort of learn, you know, a little bit more about your background, mm-hmm. um, kind of how did you get into parenting classes or the teaching of that? And sort of where does that start? And how, you know, because you've been doing this now for a little bit of time. 20 some years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, I'm one of 10 kids. Wow. There's eight girls in my family and two boys. Oh, my gosh. And so that was way cool. <laughs> Great fam- family. But, yeah. And then I was, um, you know, I got married and I was blessed with four sons. Mm-hmm. And growing up with seven sisters, I was I, I would look at these four only bo- four four boys. And I'm like, <laughs> like, how do you do this? Like, right. how, the boy thing is so different than girls, right? Of course. <laughs> so I just I just winged it for the first uh, fourteen years, I think. <laughs> and it was winging it so, to a point where my boys nicknamed me Brewbaker. And uh, Brewbaker is a it's a great Robert Redford movie, but. Brubaker's a prison warden. Oh, and so, they, so was, yeah, gotcha. I mean, they loved me. I totally entertained them. They sure. didn't think I needed parenting classes because they were probably just impressed with my behavior. <laughs> <laughs> but you were tough. No, when only when I needed to be. Like okay. it was so like sometimes I'd be like whatever you guys are crazy, <laughs> and other times we just get along, and other times when I really had it, want them to do their homework or do dishes or something, I'd be on, just on them like you got to do it. Come on, stop it. If you want to do this, blah blah blah, you know, right. just crazy. Yeah. There was times that they would dogpile me, and they're like, we're not getting <laughs> up until and you they're smile. Boys. They're all six foot eight, yeah, six foot nine. They're, they're, they're not little boys. Whoa, they're huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they would lay on top of me laughing like we're not letting you up until you smile. I'm not. 
smiling. This is not funny. Do, you know, wow. But that was that sounds like the closeness that you created. Yeah, with these kids, I mean that was a know? beautiful thing. I that's not something it. that every parent or every mom, I think, you know, not not many moms would be accepting or vice versa that yeah. the kids would dogpile on top right, of their mom, smile, you know, yeah. to do that. Yeah, I think that that in itself is sort of a special thing. So yeah. I always had a great relationship with my boys. Yeah. They've always been my nearest and dearest friends, and they are to this day. So, anyways, I'm the one that started feeling pretty lousy about how I was parenting, especially as they became teenagers, and you know, yelling at a teen, and they're right. six foot eight. And you're like. <sighs> Looking up at him. I was exhausted by the time I left for school in the morning. <laughs> right. So I found out about a parenting class, and um, I actually flew to San Francisco and took the teacher training course as my parenting class because oh, wow. there wasn't one down here. Okay. And I loved it so much, I just started teaching it. Awesome. And then yeah. I, you know, 23 years later, because the thing is, I had four boys under the age of six, and then I had four teenage sons at the same time. Right. So it was imperative that I mm. picked up Get the my hang of it. <laughs> yeah, I picked up my you know my part on how to communicate without having to yell and try to threaten them and got it. You know, entertain them and make me crazy. Yeah. So you have probably you know, and when you, when you do something that long, you start to see really, I'm sure, what works and what doesn't work. So although you're teaching these concepts, if mm-hmm. you will, that yeah. you've you've done, and yeah, some of them work, some of them work for you, sure. some of them work for other people. But when you start to see, especially your students who their children are very small and then they start to have these older kids, I'm assuming that that's, that's really special to yeah. see those, not only see the relationships that are created, but then to see really, really what's working. Yeah. And you it's know? working. I, you know, Jason is incredible because now that I've been teaching so long, I am getting these parents back 10, 15 years later that have these teens and yeah, you know, they're doing teen issue things, but I, knock it's on made wood, quite a difference. I don't yeah. think I've, I haven't run into a family yet who actually, really practice this type of parenting, this democratic parenting, and are having big issues. I mean, they're having issues, but nothing of huge proportion. And so, which just does my heart good. And And I know it works. You know, the two components of what kids today need are, are to be parented with truth and respect. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what my kids got with me. I, I never tried to be anything than I, wa- than I was. Like, they just, they knew me. I didn't try to act like a different person than I was. I was just me parenting them. Right. And I felt like I was always respectful unless I was yelling at them. And that's why I wanted to find something different. Because that's the part that, that I felt bad about. They didn't. Yeah, well, I think one of the biggest concepts, and I think we're going to talk about it a little later, but one of the biggest concepts that that sort of rings true is um, that we are a teacher. You know, we're not a police. We're not, um, you know, sort of this warden, which although... (laughs) 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 But, you know, the idea, like you said, it's democratic (laughs) and you're, you're teaching them. You know, your job and your responsibility as a parent is to teach them how to be good people. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. and that's where you create that great relationship. Well, I mean, d- discipline means to teach. We're right. educators. You know, I tell parents when you're disciplining, be an educator. When you're loving them, hugging them, having fun, be the parent. Yeah. Because educators don't get to do that aspect of hugging and snuggling with their kids at school, right? But, you know, <laughs> but when it comes to discipline, they're good at it. Right. But we can be, two, we can be both people. Right. But the educator part is huge and that modeling part. And that's where I think, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about yeah. dads in a bit. But so and you were teaching, you know, you taught these classes um, and you, you sort of, you know, you went to this other, you know, the other program and you were teaching it. And then you decided to develop your own class. And yeah. This is the joy of parenting. Right. Yeah. So you know, tell like me a little about that. Well, five years ago or so, I think it's longer now, seven years ago, I uh, started writing a book on parenting. I wanted a parenting book that I wish I'd had 30 
nine years ago. <laughs> wow. I'm going to have a 40 year old this October. Is this That's, the key to personal freedom book? Is yeah. That, oh, it is. So okay. it feeds into the joy of parenting. Got but, it. you know, I wanted to create a book that was actually, you know, that could someone could read and just like, OK, I Almost got like it. Almost like a manual. Yeah. yeah. And, but it big letters, you know, for parents late at night when they're just tired. Yeah. They, they want it, these little letter things. No right? parenting happens after five o'clock. <laughs> you know, just sto- and I, I learned by stories. So right. I wanted to create a book of stories. OK. And that's where um, Key to Personal Freedom came in. And, and it's based on different myths, 18 myths that we have grown up with. Like one myth is your child's can't be your friend. And I, I'm like, no, they can be your friend. It's mm-hmm. a parent-child relationship, but it's a friendship. Or another myth is, um, you know, that you think of, you always think of the, the child first before the parent. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, right. you have to self-care in order to be a parent that you want to be. So right. I took 18 myths and I cracked them <clears throat> with new ideas, new stories, in order for people that they could then let go of the old stories and cre- start creating the family of their dreams. Got it. Right. So, yeah. So yeah. you want, Alan, so a lot of the stuff that I've used, obviously, is from Susie stuff. Yeah, yeah. The origin story and here. Absolutely. And yeah. so, like, one of the misexample that children are not capable. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite ones. And we've talked about that In on the show. In episode, yeah. Yeah, that, you know, they, they are capable. And, like, you know, if even a five-year-old can do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Or a seven-year-old can do X, Y, Z. And we just don't think that they're capable I know, of doing it anything. It tripped me out with some of the things that you said that you'd let them do. Right. And, you know, maybe they did it wrong or they didn't do it as fast as you would. But you, <laughs> right. you gave it to them to do it. Right. And they, and they do fine. Yeah, like, yeah. even today, with my one of my granddaughters, my four-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter, she um, I was cutting so I was trying to get some tape off a box and she said um, Grammy I want to do that I'm like ah you know these are sharp scissors so she started going come on can I please I just really want to do I'm like whoa 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 like I don't want you to get what you want by whining why don't you try this why don't you say but Grammy I think I'm capable enough to do this Mm -hmm. so she said Grammy I think I'm capable enough to do this and I could just tell by her tone like her intent got stronger, her commitment to do it right. She wanted to show you too. Yeah, yeah. but in a way that was um, strengthening, yeah. not inconfident, not like oh, right. you know, given because you're whining yeah. business. And it was, and she did a beautiful job of it. But I loved her Grammy. Right. I think I'm capable enough to do this. So like, that was a point where you. I mean, that's something Empowering. too, which I, I'm still learning is, um, you know, instead of sort of getting back at like you know, let's say the child's whining. She's instructing them. What should you say? Yeah, you know, don't say what you don't want. Right. Say but what say want. what you want and yeah. say, hey, explain to me and say, hey, listen, Grammy, I really want to cut this box. Yeah. I think I'm capable of it. So that's yeah. that's something that rings really true for me of yeah. trying to understand how to instruct. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And there, but and then when they, she said it, was she felt she was there's so much conviction. She, yeah. <laughs> like how I right. could you know like yeah you can yeah like she convinced me at that point that yeah. she was very capable. Right. So. Another one too was the behavior and you know why do kids misbehave it's like you know they either they would just they want attention right you know, they're not trying to be jerks yeah. you know i'm not whining and screaming because i want to be a jerk it's like they usually need something yeah, yeah. and yeah. It, and you know it's so funny because with kids we call it misbehavior you know with, which adults, is, yeah. with adults we would never say you know if you yelled at me you know i wouldn't like why are you misbehaving yeah. i would probably say what's going on like, what are you so are stressed you about or why are you so what's going on you must yeah. be so stressed out that you're yelling True. Yeah. so now i'm trying to get parents to change the whole paradigm of even misbehavior as your child's stressed. stressed out now yeah. it doesn't mean they get away with what they're doing but you know let's look at the let's look at the root of the problem right. versus just the behavior right yeah 
No, that this, it just makes so much sense. All of this stuff. Does, yeah. There's so much to learn, you know, and that's why I enjoy having you on and, and talking because it's like, I think I could go through the parenting classes like every week, you know, because <laughs> you, you learn new things. That's well, I'm I, still learning. Well, when I took the class, I said, I go, you just can't have like four classes and be done. Like you have to do this. Every, <laughs> yeah. I did this every month. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's coaching. Just, no, it's so, it's so important. <laughs> I think too, what we'll do, we'll put a link on the, the page. Yeah. Um, for the podcast episode, we'll put a link on the page to the book. You can okay. purchase on Amazon with our huge uh, the commission book called fees. The Joy of Parenting, or what's yeah. the book called? No, the book is Key to Personal Freedom. Key to Personal right? Freedom. Yeah, yeah gotcha. how myths affect uh, our, family our family lives. lives. Okay, yeah. great, great. So yeah. we'll put a link to that. That'll be great. Also, any feedback that you guys have, um, be sure to send us an email, podcast at dudestodads.com, also at Twitter, mm-hmm. at, no wait, at dudes to dads on, <laughs> on Twitter. Twitter, yeah, right. <laughs> Don't reply to Twitter. They twenty something you. episodes. I will finally get it right. <laughs> and I'm an internet guy. Imagine if I wasn't. Yeah, that. exactly. Um, so yeah. no, so that's great. So you have, so you wrote the book, and then we were we were talking about going into the class and how you sort of created then your own class. Of yeah, I just decided after teaching, um, you know, it was redirecting children's behavior, fabulous course, taught right. it forever and a day. But I just decided since I'd written a book, why not create a course around it? Okay, and so I and I so I just and I also wanted to up the ante a little bit about making parents more um, responsible for what's happening in front of them. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I love the tools of of that other course, but I just took I just wanted a little to twist, a, a little twist to it. The same you, philosophy because okay. like you know my joy parenting, positive discipline, redirecting, step, all these different parentings are all based on Dreikers philosophy right right you know they're all adlerian based psychology and so everybody just puts their own slant and you know I felt like my it was son. your turn yeah it was my turn yeah. it was fine it was done it was time for me yeah. to do my own thing you've got That's a great. lot of experience yeah. doing that so <laughs> so then you started um, so you created this class mm-hmm. and so then is it just then for people in the San Diego area you, or you kind of you, you well, travel a, a little bit right? I travel um, and now you have I'm doing one up in Ontario um, in, a, in next month I think it Ontario, is Ontario California yeah. or and Canada I, yeah Ontario California, California right now okay, gotcha. <laughs> I just had someone just got trained she's Polish and she wants me to go to Poland with her next year Whoa. to teach her there that'll be kind of good so you starting to get those instructors in those yeah, different places yeah. too. Yeah, well I have yeah. an instructor in Florida and an instructor in St. Louis. Okay. And an instructor in Nashville. Gotcha. Um, Las Vegas. So if there so, is some, I mean, you, so it doesn't really matter where. I mean, if somebody takes the course, then they can go and they can teach that. So that's something too. We'll put yeah. a link on the website as that's well. That's interesting. So basically I could take your course, learn to be a, a teacher in and your teach, methodology. Take it anywhere you and want. And take it anywhere you yeah. want. Gotcha. It's cool. really, and then I have an online course too, the Joy Parenting online course. Oh, right. Okay. That's right. That's way cool. Tons of videos yeah. and instructions. Good stuff. Do you have stuff. a website? Yeah, I do. Indigo, <laughs> it's indigovillage.com. Indigovillage.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's and maybe touch real quick on about the village concept, because that was something that we kind of the original how yeah how yeah. Indigo Village showed up yeah. Uh, good question. <laughs> it just went poof. Um, well, you would say about it taking a village. Yeah, I mean, that was, and that's where the name came from. Like, I I was teach us other course some personal growth courses and we're looking for a course room right and I was with my assistant then who's now my daughter-in-law which is awesome (laughs) like one of the most amazing moms you'd ever want (laughs) to know in person but anyway we were just driving around and someone told us about this place on Vulcan in Encinitas here and there was this beautiful room for courses but then there was all these offices and they were all empty and we looked at each other and we maybe we should take the whole thing yeah. and create it's a an village awesome space. because yeah. I, I had this idea you know to create like a one-stop shop 
for parents that were looking for some sort of alternative to other regular type of health stuff, you know, like yeah. an acupuncture and chiropractor and massage therapist, Reiki, you know, just a, just, you know, and they're all under one roof okay. along with my parenting classes. <laughs> so we, we're going to call, you know, we thought of the village and then um, we decided Indigo Village because there's a woman who passed now, but Nancy Tappy here, she was in Carlsbad and she, you know, she used to read auras and she said like 95% of our kids now are this color indigo and it's just another term for kids, but these kids are coming in like, you all know these kids. <laughs> they are strong-willed. Strong. Yeah. They know what they want. They come in with a sense of royalty. <laughs> they're incredibly sensitive, but not always to other people. <laughs> but to themselves, they're very Is sensitive. spirited? Very right. spirited. <laughs> the whole nice nine yards. <laughs> so I decided to call the village Indigo Village to honor just in, to honor the kids of today. Got it. Mm. That's, that's where I took the classes, and it's yeah. a beautiful space. I've taken other classes. But it's no there longer too. there. Well, oh, you're oh. Da- oh, okay, I so see. So when I four years ago, my, my my son, one of my sons said, you know, you gotta let go of that building. You should just go virtual and become a virtual community. And yeah. I'm like, become a what? <laughs> like all night, I'm like, what? What am I becoming? Like like that concept. But so your company am, name is still that Indigo Village. Yeah, yeah. you brought the concept it still is on virtual. I still That's go great. places to teach, but everything I I want to oh, offer okay. parents is online. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that is cool. That yeah. Is cool. So you did the courses, created that. You do speaking engagements as well, and people can hire you, to, you know, to do that. Yeah. Um, and then, so the book came before the course. your own course. Yeah. And so, what's next? What is next? <laughs> well, I'm now I'm a grandma to seven kids <laughs> under age four. Oh wow! And so yeah. that has just taken over my life and I am so happy about it because it, that's chapter. a fun chapter it's just a different, I like well maybe. I had so much fun with my kids too though okay, so I'm yeah. having fun with these kids too <laughs> yeah. but it's such to me it's such an honor to be a grandparent yeah. and to see that your you lineage teach grandparents too well I will in a few years yeah. you know I mean I'm you know let me be a grandparent for a few years and I've well, made, yeah. I make <laughs> some mistakes around it yeah. I recalled in my class though there was there was grandparents yeah there's grandparents yeah, that come already classes. absolutely um, that's interesting yeah. yeah so that's another that'll be in the next few years but right now I'm writing a book called kids do come with a manual because oh, everyone's awesome. like kids don't come with a manual like it's coming they do kids, it's coming it's called kids do come with a manual that's, that's so, something that men is. might buy then yeah, yeah exactly yeah that's what I'm doing I'm still teaching the joy of parenting and doing a lot of instructor trainings getting oh, more and more cool. people to be certified to teach okay so they're yeah. certified through your program yeah. and then they get like a certificate yeah. of some sort yep. oh great okay yeah so cool. another topic you know one of the reasons i wanted to bring you in too is to really understand the differences because you know for the most part men are listening to our show we do get, it's funny we do get women and i think they want to just like a fly on the wall they want to hear what we're talking about <laughs> um but you know, to understand that men do parent differently than women mm-hmm. in general. I mean, talking stereotypes and things like that. How, what are some ways that you see that? Because, you know, the woman often takes a primary role in the child rearing. Um, so the dad's role sometimes is a little different. Right. You know? I mean, that's changing and there's a lot of stay at home dads and things like that. But mm-hmm. we're talking about sort of what's called traditional role. Yeah. Um, you know. How do you see it? What are some of the differences? Well, you know, I think, especially like in the past, and I think it is changing now. Like, you know, I think it's from the book, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. I think it's in there. I read it. You know, that women, they base their success on on relationships. Right. And Mm -hmm. men base their success on work. Right. (laughs) Sure. You know, and so a relationship is like huge for a mom, for a woman. And then the dad, it's, you know, the family's important, but 
their success is based on their work, so to Got speak. It. But I don't think it, I think it's merging more and not being so like, you know, apples and oranges. Right. And so f- when it comes to dads parenting differently, I, I think dads are going to end up probably parenting differently on however the mom's parenting. Because I see both sides of it. I see it where a mom's maybe a little more permissive and gives in a little bit and dad comes home. Mr. Fun Guy. No, dad comes home as a hard hitter. Like, (laughs) hey, you know, come on. Just, you know, not the hard hitter like hitting, but the disciplinarian. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You know, like, no, you're going to bed now. There's no, you know, blah, 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 blah. Has she been to my house? (laughs) (laughs) And, or there's the mom who's at home with the kids or when, you know, it's the more of the strict one. And then dad gets home, you know, after work and, you know, the kids are getting ready for bed and dad wants to have a play date and throwing, you know, pillows around. And the mom's like, are you kidding me right now? Right. Like all day I've been, you know, boom. And now you come home like a party man. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. So. So you think it's more about the balance. I think it's a balance. It's not even like I know back in the day it was like men were known as being more autocratic. Yeah. So that you had talked about that. That was something that, that struck, too, was the different parenting styles. So kind of just briefly I want because you said the word autocratic yeah what what are the different you know parenting styles because I think I had a tendency to at least stereotype and think that men are more of one way which is the autocratic which mm-hmm. would be more well, disciplinary sort of strict respect mm. respect based out of fear Right, like right, that, yeah. most of us were raised autocratically and most of us didn't do things because we didn't want to like get in trouble. If you don't trouble. do this, you're going to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we I mean, didn't want to get in trouble. So we either didn't do it or we were real sneaky about doing it or blamed someone else, one of our siblings. Well, she or he made me do it. Because <laughs> right. we wanted to get in trouble, right? Right, yeah. So that's autocratic. The permissive is the other end of the spectrum where the parents Just constantly giving in. Yeah. You know, they, they say this, but if the kid pushes long enough, they finally give in because they're tired or, you know, they just want the child to be happy and... And then, and neither one of those. Neither one. I always say, if you have to choose between permissive and autocratic, I'd rather you lean towards autocratic. Your, you know, your kids aren't going to like you at all when they're teenagers, probably. <laughs> but then I always say that, you know, when they get older, they'll, they'll appreciate you. you. Well, they'll go to therapy when they get older and they realize, <laughs> oh, you have these rules because you actually loved us and you cared about yeah. us, right? Versus what happens when the the permissive the, kids won't go. to Why would they go to therapy? Yeah, they get everything they want. They anyway. just keep finding people to take yeah. from. You know, yeah. and they just keep taking oh, and taking. They don't even know there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the problem. So I'd rather you lean that way. But in our courses that we teach, you know, it's a democratic approach to parenting where you're firm out of respect for yourself, but you're kind out of respect for your child. Right. And in that, which is what I had with my kids, is that mutual respect. My kids respected me because I respected them. Right. Right. So when when there was moments, especially as teenagers, when it came to push came to shove where they wanted to do something and in my heart of hearts, I knew I couldn't let them do it. I would always, I, you know, I, my heart, I just can't. My heart's in there. Like, Susie oh, has some yeah. awesome stories. You know, not too. your heart like, again. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I recall a couple of them, but like the homework stories, because we got we got in a debate about homework. Yeah. Um, there was one story, if I recall, that your one of your sons came home and or didn't want to do his homework or something, and you're like, well, fine, then don't do it. Well, my, yeah. yeah, the youngest finally I got smarter because I was taking these classes like my, <laughs> with my first son. I, I'm so sorry. Like I was on him constantly with his homework business, but the last one. If he didn't do his homework, he knew he had to stay in at recess. Right. So every night I'm like, are you doing homework or are you staying in with Mr. K tomorrow? And, you know, he'd make his choice. Yeah. Or at the other and school. And you have to be okay with it. Yeah, the other school, he on the way to school, hey, mom, don't pick me up until 30 minutes after school because I, ha- I didn't do one of my assignments, so I have to stay in for 30. Totally cool. I'm like, okay, no problem. So. Yeah. Sort of allowing them, because I think that reflects that you're allowing them to be their own person. Yeah. Which. 
you know, that's, uh, I mean, as a parent, I see this where we are so affected by what we think other people think right. that, Hey, my son's going to be in detention. That's a reflection of me as yeah. a parent, yeah. which sometimes it can be. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, to go to the detention too, but at the same time saying, you know what? Um, if that's the decision that you're going to make, yeah. You you, you got to live up to that. Right, yeah. Like and being okay with that as a parent and just yeah. kind of saying, "Hey, yeah. you didn't do your homework." I mean, we're right. starting now, you know, I've got first or uh, second grade and kindergarten and that kind of thing where the homework and say, you know, the, my my son may say like, "Oh, I didn't get my homework done." I was like, "Okay, well, that's, you know, that's up to you." Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not going to ask, "Did you do your homework? Did you do your homework? Did you do your homework?" you know. Mm-hmm. I might rewind him a little bit and make sure just so he remembers, but at the same time I'm not policing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't do it, you've got to live with those consequences, right. natural consequences, I guess. Right, the, there's no right. better teacher than, you know, right. than, than, than life itself. Sure. And yeah. how far does that go? Because we've had, this, we've had these conversations where... Like, yeah, don't jump off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, is, is it just... It was uh, Scott, who is our, uh, one of our guests, yeah. allowing his son to climb. To climb a tree. And, or, yeah, I was climbing a fence or something. Right, yeah. And it was the first time, because he's very open, in that way it was the first time that he got challenged because the sun was very small climbed up really really high did he get on the with a tree or a fence or? he got on a fence and climbed up yeah he was able to get he was able to do it on his own so, but then that's how he handled it he he's like hey buddy uh, how's it going you know? and he's like and he said but that was the first time where he felt challenged because it it brought him over his comfort okay. zone yeah so for because someone told me that it was a Montessori thought that when a child can get themselves into a tree, then they're ready to cl- they're ready to climb that tree. Where kids get in trouble is you put a, a kid you put a kid you in the tree in and yeah. then you know. But if they can actually, so it sounds like the fence too. But there's you know we have our own stuff going on, right? <laughs> so as a mom or a dad, it's really okay to say, okay, I need you to stop this now because I'm not no longer feeling comfortable. I can't do this. This is too much for me. But it's a complete ownership. Of, your, of own. your own stuff, right? And you know, I know, but I really, I know you do. I, I totally get that you want to. I can't let you do it. It's me, right? right. So help me out. Hang in there and come, let's get down and maybe another day. I just well, the story was too that he climbed up to his son to meet him there. He just <laughs> climbed up, and his son looked over him and goes, "Dad." I'm going to be okay. <laughs> he was like three or four years old, you know? And he's like, dad, I know you climbed up here, but I'm fine. <laughs> you know? And he just laughed it off. He's like, okay, I'm fine. You know, and then went back down. You know? So that kind of thing, yeah. but that, I mean, to build, imagine the confidence of the child at that yeah. age to say, look, no, I knew I can do it. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. But that's why I said, it's that comfort zone that you, there, there is that line. It's yeah. not just like, Hey, whatever you want to do at any time. You know? No, <laughs> like, no. You always, you know, when you're feeling like this, there always needs to be, pra- actually needs to be parameters over almost any of those things. Like a child that doesn't want to go to bed at night cause they're not tired. Well, okay. I mean, as long as you put yourself to sleep and you get up on time without being grumpy, like if you can do that. I'm okay with it. I just that's need to in your room. That's such a hard one, too. I, that's, I mean, it's great. You know, yeah. but if you wake up in the morning, you're not waking up in the morning, you're grumpy, you haven't done your homework, then tomorrow night, you just go to bed lights out at my time. And then, so you let them try it. Yeah, because bottom line, you start telling your kids, my job as your parent is to teach you how to self-manage. Right. I need you to know, have all this stuff handled, the TV, the screen time. I need. I want you to handle this before you go off somewhere after high school. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to miss the opportunity. And what happens is so many parents today 
are spending so much time self-managing their kids. Right. Not just themselves. You know, the helicopter parents that it's not allowing the kids to have those experiences. Well, it, and that's the manifestation of our own fears, our own sure. things, and then not thinking that they're capable. But I, right. there, there's a perk of dad. I think dads in general are more able to allow kids to have experiences like climbing trees or... You know, doing something, something that a mom normally does. Dangerous, dangerous things that you should do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, or a mom's going to freak <laughs> Play with out. Fire. Yeah. So I always tell parents, like, if you're one, if you got if you got that going on, then dad, just take, you go to the park with the kids. Right. Yeah. Or you go to the beach and leave mom at home. Yeah. First of all, yeah. mom, have a break. <laughs> and, dad, and bring the first aid kit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> no, that's cool. So I want to, um, that's, no, that's great. I mean, I think that, you know, I wanted to f- sort of understand if, you know, the, the differences with parenting. So we went on and we talked about the different styles of parenting. Yeah. So you, I think the, just to kind of wrap that section up of that, there's the autocratic, the permissive, is that right? And permissive. then the democratic and saying, you know, that if one, usually if you have a really strict parent, the other one is not so strict. And right. it sort of balances out. Well, they end up overcompensating. So yeah. this one gets stricter. So this one gets more lenient. And right. it gets, you know, where they might have been parenting somewhat together. They're like in yeah. different totally. fields. Yeah. And that's a crucial thing of being on the same page. And yeah, as much as you together. can. Like a ping pong match at that point. I'm not going yeah. to go ask mom because yeah. you, I know you're not going to let me do right, it. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, and then pitting one against the other. What's been great for us is because we've both been through the courses. We both, sort of, my wife and I have the sort of similar, you know, philosophies. It's like our children know they can't pit one of us against the other. <laughs> you know, it's like, and we don't say, go ask your father, go ask your mother. Right. I mean, we don't say that, you know, it's like, you know, very rarely if that yeah. would come up, but yeah. it's, it's not like, Oh, well, I know that I'm going to get something if I go ask my mom. Right. Although, well, there are some things. There might be a few. Mom, <laughs> mom, mom is a little more, you know, and Susie knows my wife, a little more, mom's a little more lenient on some of the things, but not everything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, they, they know they're like, they'll know that they won't get it if yeah, they come yeah. to me. So well, I guess that's true. Never mind. Forget that last three minutes of my <laughs> We can edit that out. Yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah. just cut it right out. Um, so I want to sort of uh, finish up with, you know, a couple of real good nuggets of, you know, sort of the most important parenting concepts. I mean, I mean this is a, the couple of concepts that for me, you know, I say I'm asking you what's the most important, but I can tell you sort of what was most important for me coming through the, you know, the programs and through sort of uh, learning. And I'd say the number one thing for me was parenting with my heart versus my head. That was the number one concept when mm-hmm. somebody asked me and say hey what'd you get out of it what's the, you know what's the big deal why should i take these classes because i am very cerebral i think about things it's it's you know the, and it's the emotion and that feeling like when you said when we first started you know what does this child need you know and that's not a head thing that's a feeling thing right. it's like what does the child need from a feeling standpoint so you know you do talk about that a lot like yeah, but and, again you know. for men too because you you guys most of you are raised like you know, tough it up. Right. You know, quit crying. Rub some dirt quit, on quit, it. You know, quit whining like a little girl. Like, you know, just that whole, like, me- mentality, which it doesn't serve you because it, it didn't help nurture your heart at the same time. And, right. you know, I think, I, I, as I said earlier, I think the tendency, I think we're falling away from, like, men are this way and women are this way. I, as I call you oftentimes, Jason, like, there are men out there that I call the heart warriors. Oh. 
who you have become comfortable. <laughs> That's a great word. I like. You know, that. you've become comfortable in your heart, and you're still a man. It's not like you know, you're still a guy. You're like a man. Like you don't have that aspect gone, but you've just added in the heart component of who like you are. And I can use are. that, right? I, yes. <laughs> Trademarked. Yeah. You are the heart warrior. I am for now known as heart warrior. <laughs> you know, I have a son. That, Alan, please refer to me as heart warrior. <laughs> One of my sons is going, you know, goes to meditation classes all the time. And, you know, his wife chooses not to. But, you know, it's like it's time for men to start, like, introducing this to the women, too, because... Yeah, it, it it it's a nice combination. Yeah, right. but the, yeah, using your the heart is huge. And just making those decisions. Well, because kids, most especially kids under seven, they just want to feel connected to their parents. I mean, you're the lifeline to the whole sure. world. Yeah. And so when dads can actually parent in the way they parent, but using their hearts, or even like little things like getting eye level with their kids when speaking to them, or just listening, like what is it that you're trying to tell me. That makes all the difference in the world of a child. Right. And I don't, you know, and like we've talked before, like a lot of dads don't come to classes unless, for the most part, they're coming with their wives. <laughs> Which my, that's how I started. Yeah. My wife but said, But the thing hey, is, I don't think idea. men know the importance of the role, the role they yeah. play for our kids. Like dads out there, how you behave with your significant other is how you're... Men, your sons are going to act, and these are the kind of men that you're, you know, how right. you act is how the, what your daughter is going to be looking for in a man. Right. So, right. what are you modeling? You know, there's so many statements, quotes out there that say to the fact, you know, kids never really hear what we have to say, but they're always watching what, what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a man, I, years ago, I was listening to Thich Nhat Hanh speak. He's a Vietnamese Buddhist monk, he, monk and he was out at the civic auditorium, and a father raised his hand and asked the question to him how do you raise kids that are compassionate and Thich Nhat Hanh's response was by you know looking looking at him and his wife like by being compassionate towards each other and then Thich Nhat Hanh went on to say and if you want to raise kids that are kind you must be kind to each other so that relationship is huge whether you're in the same household still or not like how do you treat each other right that is the basis to all kids and how they view relationships right well, and, and, and too, and you just touched on something, too. In the classes I took, there was a lot that were co-parenting. Mm. So, you know, it's divorce and stuff. But just taking that ability to say, hey, listen, this is really important. So it doesn't matter whether you're married, single, you know, divorced. Doesn't matter. When you have a child, how important that is and to understand and sort of be on the same page. Yeah. And that's, was, that was the other thing. So we had grandparents. We had co-parenting. We had regular just married Nannies. Couples. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it really is anybody just that wants to really understand how to deal with the kids. Yeah. It's valuable. How do you stay, yeah. how do you discipline and stay connected? You know, how right. do you set limits without making them feel bad? Yeah. Because the kids so need limits. We think we know, but gosh, it, we just don't. It's, you know, when you start getting this information, it's just so helpful. I know. People are like, why didn't I, where were you when my kids were younger? I always say, where was I when my kids were younger? Forget you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. If you I, had, reached a if I had that one tool, my favorite tool, I think, of everything is, how are you two going to make this work? Yes. Mm, Every agree. time there's a, how are you two? I, okay, I hear you're mad. I hear, I don't want to hear your story about all this. What I'm interested in is what's next. Yeah. Like moving into the future. How are you guys going to do this? Yeah. They solve so it. Beautiful. And they do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That one's wonderful. And then the other one too, which I really loved was the pause. Mm. So which is now the heart connector. Okay, right. Yeah. And so mm. and explain that a little bit. So Well, there's a man, Victor Frankel, who wrote the book In Man's Search for Meaning. He was a survivor of the Holocaust. And um, he said one of the main reasons he survived the camps was because every time there was a stimulus, he created a space between how, the stimulus and how he responded. And he said, you know, in that space lies your your um, growth and your um, 
freedom because it's huge. Right. Like you create this, you know, there's your kids start whining, they start doing whatever they do. We immediately react. And you feel yourself getting like, ugh. Like don't just feel it, create the space, get quiet. And, and in that moment, that's when I want you to choose well, how do I want to handle this situation? How, you know, so be disciplined enough, first of all, to create the space. Right. And, and then breathe into your heart, touch, put your hands over your heart, whatever you I've need to it. do to <laughs> reconnect with your heart, to remind you to respond with your heart to your child. Remember, your kids, they're just trying to figure out how to do the thing we call life. Right. As mom and dads, we're still trying to figure out how to do this thing called life. But we react so quickly yeah, to things. Because I we know don't, I do. we don't yeah. notice the space. Right. You know, and I've been using that more and more than ever before, I think. It's just like when I get I feel stimulus with one of my grandkids, I just get quiet for a minute because I want to create that space. And then and then I want to settle a little bit and like, OK, how do I want to handle this? Right. Because I don't want to And once react. again, they see it and yeah. they watch. They're like, well, you're not responding right away. You're kind of thinking about it. I find it interesting that you put your hand over your heart literally. Mm. Like that, but like literally, you touch yeah. the yeah. area where your heart is, yeah. where your physical heart is beating, <laughs> yeah. rather than some abstract entity. Because well, I'm so kinesthetic, so yeah. if I touch my heart, yeah. it's a reminder, and even more as important, your kids start seeing you do this, right? And they, and you tell them why when they ask you, and yeah. then from that point on, they'll go, "Daddy." Put your hands on your heart. Or they'll right. even come up to daddy or mom and put their hands on the heart for them. <laughs> and sweet. then you find them doing it. Yeah. It's yeah. such a kinesthetic way of reminding, like, to stay here. Yeah. That's cool. That's I like cool. that. Yeah. And then, um, which I touched on before, but this was just really big, too, for me, was that we are teachers. You know, I kind of mm-hmm. reiterate that. And, and, and sure. you know, those are, I mean, a couple concepts that, for me, were so strong that still now, years later, I mean, I think I took them five, six, a while ago. seven years ago. I mean, I, or, yeah. Wait, how old is my daughter? <laughs> I was say, how old are you? Uh, She's so seven? four years ago. No, my daughter's five. Oh, five. So four, so four years, four years ago? ago. Yeah, yeah. I remember when you were taking these courses. I think I knew yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were we working were together, colleagues. and so yeah. I mean, and I was just so into it. I it's just like, whoa, this is new information, and it, it, and I noticed just how much I'd say easier it was because I understood how to deal with situations. Whereas, I mean, even to this day, there are still plenty of situations that I'm not sure how to handle. <laughs> there was like one, as a matter of fact, I won't bring up the other night where I really didn't know how to handle it. Right. But I did know I had to come from a loving place. Sure. So yeah, that so was you, that was the only thing that I remembered. And that so what did you do? Did you just get quiet? And I did. Yeah. I my Yes, it was with my son and um, I, I was quiet. I actually he was in bed and I put my hand on him. And I was talking very calmly to him. It was a serious situation. Mm-hmm. Something had happened. but um, And it was interesting because when you had said that about how they're affected, I, I forget, you just had said something. The next, I think it was the next day or the d- two days after, he said, you know, Dad, you really made me feel better. Hmm. Well, that's and that was about that situation. He's like, you know, you really made me feel. I was like, when? <laughs> <You know? laughs> He's like, well, when you were talking to me, you know, like, so he, I mean, he knew that. You know, because yeah. I and I wasn't sure how to handle it. It was a disciplined situation. He did something that he shouldn't have been doing. But, you know, scolding him and getting upset, right. it wouldn't have done anything other than make him fearful of me and then right. like lie to him or something the next time he's going to do it. So instead, it was like, OK, this is a learning opportunity. What am I going to do and how am I going to handle this? Right. You know, that's what that's all I knew. I didn't know how to handle it. And, and, you know? and even though, Jason, <laughs> that, and you might have said it's even OK to say to your kid. I'm not sure how to do it. Yeah. I don't know what to do here. Yeah. You know, I do know how much I love you. 
I know I, I need so, yeah. to do something. I don't want to yell at you. I'm kind of stuck for a moment. So hang in there with me until I figure this one out. Yeah. In fact, if you have any ideas Please yourself, feed, comments, give concerns. it to me. Yeah. Please write to us at podcast. <laughs> yeah. So even that in that moment of truth is so... Um, it just connects your kids so much more to you because right. they're like, dad's just being dad. Like you're just being yeah. a, yeah. Ma- a person. And, and I still have to think about it. You know, it's not something I, I mean, I'll be honest and it's, it's not something that comes natural to me. You know, this is something that I've had to learn and knowing how important it is because yeah. my immediate thing is, you know, I'm very high strung in general. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think quickly, I act quickly. I mean, those are things that I have to, learn not to do right so it's not something that's just like by instinct i'm just that way and very just sort of calm and it's not the case at all you know i'm the opposite um you know my wife is a little bit more that way she's more calm about things so i have to be mindful about it and actually okay and that that you know you know, say the pause but the you say the heart the, connector. The, the heart connector that is something that that works yeah. because it's like okay all right, what what am I going to do here? Yeah, you know, versus just blah, 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 you know, just going straight <laughs> into it. Um, so it really, it really does help. It yeah, it really does help. So there's a, there's a quote that says, "What what comes from your heart goes to your heart," and that's why I'm so like into this one. Yeah, just because it gets you back into your heart, not just thinking, but to your heart too. Yeah. So that the heart that response comes from there. You know, I Alan, I think of her as the fairy godmother of parenting. <laughs> Can you call upon her and you need? To- well, no. You say so. So my mother yeah. had a nickname of the fairy godmother of relationships. Okay. And I said when I met Susie, uh, I got that similar feeling that I always would say, "What would Susie do?" Yeah. You know, I mean, because that, and that's what a lot of people say. Yeah. It's like, what would Susie do in this situation? So yeah. she's like, she's almost like she's on your shoulder and you're like, you know, you're talking and you're like, OK, I'm talking to my kid right now. What would Susie say in this situation? And um, so that that's kind of I think of you that way. Thank I don't you. know. I hope it's a positive yeah, thing. I think but it's yeah. awesome. But and I think a lot of people do. And, and when you have something like that to refer to, yeah. you know, the courses and the people and the people, it's, it's really, really powerful. Sure. So, I mean, I, I invite, you know, anybody, of course, if you're in the San Diego area you don't know Susie I'm not sure who you are um, but if you happen to be in the area or even outside the area we'll put the link to the website yeah, the website if, you, know, has you want to bring her in she talks it, yeah. she does classes everything indigovillage.com awesome. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and then we'll put a link to the book as well so yeah. um, but cool. uh, Susie it's been an absolute pleasure I know you've got tons of stuff going on too so um, but it's been a pleasure having well, you well thank here. you I'm just I'm just you know how I feel I'm so happy that you guys have put together dudes to dads I keep promoting it big time because it's awesome I, I think it's so necessary, and I, I'm sure the men that are coming to these, you know, the meetups, the yeah. meetups are getting so much out of it. So yeah. thank you for doing that. Yeah, that's very sweet of you to say. Commitment's that. awesome. awesome yeah. So thank you. We all love it. So, <laughs> with that, another episode, uh, and uh, we'll see you next time. Next time, podcast at dudesanddads.com. Take care. Take care. Bye.